Did you know a podcast episode like this can provide literally dozens of marketing content assets for your business? It's brought to you by Content Monster, your go-to for engaging marketing content, like this podcast or remote video production. It's not just a podcast, it's your marketing powerhouse. Visit contentmonster.com to learn more. That's contentmonsta.com. Hello, listener, and welcome to Great Designs. My name is Tim Kilfoyle, and I'm happy to host our Great Designs podcast, shining light on the complicated world of electronic design. Great design can be a challenge on its own, but it can be tougher to know where and how to get good information. We know this, and we help navigate through it every day. We built the Great Designs podcast to be a low-pressure, content-rich environment with topics that matter to you. Make us a regular stop and be informed. I want to welcome you to the show, and we are joined today by Ching Yang. Ching, we are so happy to have you with us today. Thanks for joining. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, Ching Yang with Harmony Electronics, located in Taiwan. Ching, would you mind, for everyone listening, just uh, introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you. Well, my name's Ching Yang. Um, I'm currently the vice president and vice chairman for Harmony Electronics a publicly traded crystal and oscillator manufacturing company. Our headquarters is located in Taiwan. So me personally, I oversee research and design, production, and sales. So basically, all the key logistical departments that gets our product to market from start to finish. Great. So uh, located in Taiwan, where are you currently? What city are you located in? Today, I am in Taipei, Taiwan. But I like to think of myself based internationally. Okay. So Harmony has been around for quite a few years, decades, in fact. Why is the name relatively unknown in much of the marketplace? It's not a name that I was familiar with prior to getting to know you. And in the marketplace that I sell into, I don't see the name so much. I'm just curious to know why, why haven't more people heard of Harmony Electronics? Well, first of all, it's never too late, right? So it's good you're hearing about us now. But I, I do think it has something to do with us coming from a manufacturing background. You know, if if you're manufacturing a lot and you're established as a manufacturing company at first, a lot of your time and energy is going into, you know, managing manufacturing production and quality. And then later comes sales and branding. So... um that, that, that says a lot about where we came from, from the 70s. A lot of our time and energy for the first 20 years was invested into managing our factories. And then sales came later. So in terms of the market and the consumers or the buyer's mind, um, we may be well less known to them directly, but in terms of production and volume and within the industry, we are definitely a key player and definitely worth getting to know. So moving in silence, as it were, over the past uh, four and a half decades. Yeah, definitely moving in silence. So when it comes to Harmony then, so manufacturer for 45 plus years, manufacturing product from, I'm going to say, the ground up, not just a brand, but actually a manufacturer. So what is it that Harmony is going after in the marketplace? In other words, we call it over here your so what. What is your so what as it relates to the problem you're solving in the market, what you're trying to bring to the customer base and the designers out there needing your product? We're trying to bring the customer, who, whether you're a purchasing professional, an engineer, 
closer to the source. I think as a professional, you know, if you're in charge of sourcing or if you're in charge of engineering, your level of professionalism is based on how well you know where your source is. If you're buying from a secondary or third, a tertiary source, you know, in terms of sourcing, it's not as professional as someone who knows to go right to the core. And that's what we bring because we are a large manufacturer of crystals and oscillators. So you say a secondary or tertiary. Uh, I, I take that to mean brands that are out there selling product. And I distinguish that from brands that are out there manufacturing product. In the category of manufacturing, that's where you would reside. Am I right about that? Right. You can't get closer than source than Harmony. Okay, excellent. So when it comes to manufacturing, then tell me, you said you're in the location currently in Taipei, but that is not a manufacturing location. Am I correct? No, Taipei is not a manufacturing location. We have various manufacturing locations. So can you tell us about the manufacturing locations, where they are, and what the, the current production uh, status is for those in light of a complicated supply chain that we've all heard about? I'm just curious to know, where are the, where are the current factories, and what is the status as it relates to the market now? Well, in our first factory that originated in 1976, it's in the south of Taiwan in a city called Kaohsiung. Many people haven't heard of it. Um, so that was our first factory. And our second factory in Thailand um, was established in 1989. So we, we went overseas quite early comparatively to you know, other Taiwanese crystal manufacturers, I would say. Um, and then in 2000, we established, um, we went to Southern China and established our factories there and they had a secondary site in 2019. And now we're building our second site, separate site from our first Thailand factory called Thailand 2 in Omnoy, Thailand. So what are these facilities in, with respect to some of the competitors in the marketplace? Are these going to be high volume production sites? Or are these going to be generally... NPI locations for launching programs? Where, how would you categorize these factories? Well, these are all factories of considerable scale. These are not little warehouses trying to be factories with one or two assembly lines. Each factory has at least 30 million plus output per month. Our Thailand factory, the first one, um, is our largest manufacturing site. It currently produces over 15 million pieces per month. That's that's, you know, in total, our factories are producing 6 million pieces per day. Wow. Okay. So you've been around for 45 years. Uh, you have a track record that includes which markets? I mean, you, you mentioned already that you were one of the early ones to get out of Taiwan and begin building overseas in Thailand. But what are the markets in particular that you tend to focus on and maybe the ones that you're looking at focusing on moving forward? Well, our strength definitely is, you know, notebook and PCs and communications, primarily mobile phones. So that, you know, we've really grown with the electronics industry. You know, at first, everyone, it was all about personal computers. And then it's all about the smartphone. So we've, we've developed and grown with both of those segments together. And I would say, you know, there are few suppliers out there that can actually say that. I mean, there's an advantage to being established in 1976. You know, quantum electronics wasn't established until the 80s. Um, 
TMS, uh, TSMC wasn't um, established until I believe 88 or 89. So we definitely came, um, started manufacturing early and got to know a lot of these contract manufacturers up close and personal. So um, these are definitely our strength and we understand how, what they require in a, uh, in a manufacturer, in a supplier, and what kind of logistics and operations that they need. So I think that our strength, if you want to say an application, sure. But, you know, Crystal is in everything. I would say our strength really is in operations and service. Okay. So, and then, so you mentioned communications, you mentioned computer. Is there anything else, any other industries that have become a focus or that you're looking at focusing on, say, 2022 and beyond? Well, currently now we're focused on, you know, the other, the new hot topics, for example, automotive, medical, you know, those two segments definitely will be growing in the next few years. Um, a lot of people still are still talking about IoT, but IoT for us, you know, communications, mobile phones, that's just a form of IoT. So, you know, radio frequency applications for us is easy and we're quite familiar with that model. Um, with automotive and medical, it's a higher and different degree of reliability and accountability to the market. So that requires a different quality structure. And so we require more internal investment in order to service that market. So these are, these are some of the new things that, that we're trying to focus and develop internally. Okay. So the markets, so we've talked markets, we've talked some of the, um, the factory locations and the investments that you're going to be making in, in Thailand too. Is there anything about the crystal market itself? And I mean here the industry or something different or something you offer that could be unique from Harmony's perspective or really unique to Harmony from the market's perspective. What is it about crystals that our listeners may not know or may not fully appreciate? Well, I think the crystal industry is a very niche market. You know, it's highly secluded, if you will. Um, there are a lot, unless you've actually been involved in this industry, you really don't know a lot of the details of what's going on. But I assume, you know, you can say that about any um, component. It's just with the crystal industry, I think what's distinctive is that there are a lot more brands out there than there are factories. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of listeners don't know. If you're buying a crystal from a company, do they really manufacture this particular component is something that I feel um, is a question of accountability to the customer. Um, why is that important? Well, you know, originally we we're talking about going to the source, right? So why is going to the source really important? Well, if you're a just buying a few crystals a month, you know, ad hoc, that that's fine. But if you're a key, if you're a major player in need of great, great quantities of crystal, you want to make sure that the product you're getting is really in control by the supplier from design to market. You know, and if, if that's not the case, if your product is being white labeled to you, that's a risk. And I think that's something that everyone should be aware of. So I agree. And I think it's interesting in the crystal market because more than any other components that we're involved with, we find that exists in the crystal channel, 
more than any other. And it's, it's interesting because it's the one commodity to me that would seem to be the least that you'd want to do that with. Nevertheless, I do see that uh, as well. So just out of curiosity, my own here, why is that? Why has that developed in such a, a broad sense? You know, the market itself with crystal seems to be so, um, I'm going to say fractionalized. There are so many players on the global stage in crystals, and so few of them seem to be actual manufacturers. So many of them seem to just be brands. Is there something at the root of that? Is there some reason why there are so many brands out there and so few manufacturers? Well, technologically, um, it's. I think the industry lacks intellectual property protection. So there aren't any patents to, you know, a 26 megahertz crystal. You know, um, if you really wanted to, you can buy the parts and then assemble it and then come out with a data, data sheet and sell it to a customer. The problem with that, though, is um, when a problem occurs and you're not in charge of manufacturing, you can't grasp the quality of that final product going to the customer. And so I think that's why it's the market, the industry is so fractionalized. You know, if you're not manufacturing, you really don't have high stakes in this business. You're just a brand. You're white labeling. You're buying a product. Something happens to it. You know, you sell something else. So that happens quite a lot in this industry. But for a manufacturer, that's different. We're here for the long run. You know, we the barriers to entry for this industry is actually quite high in terms of capital asset. If you really want to man manufacture crystals, you have to have economies of scale. That's why so few people want to enter this industry without actually investing in manufacturing. It's expensive and you need to be in it for, at, for decades at least before your factory is profitable. Yeah. Interesting. So, I'm going to back out a little bit just to to look at the landscape one more time. You mentioned Thailand 1. That was the first overseas facility. You've got Thailand 2 coming online. Is there a timeline related to that? When do you expect product to be shipping out of Thailand 2? Well, product should be sh in mass production um, by the end of this year, 2022. Okay, so that's two facilities. And you have something in China currently? Yeah, we have facilities in southern China. And then one in Kaohsiung. Yes. Okay. So as it relates to competitors in the marketplace or the landscape in general, is there is everyone on the same trajectory that Harmony is on? Do you seem to be going counter to the industry with, with respect to your investments and growth? I'm just curious how you play in the industry relative to the competitors. Um, well, I think think we may be the only supplier in the industry that is coming online with a brand new factory in a completely new location in 2022. Um, I don't think anyone else has plans as, you know, big as this in the next coming few years. Um, whether or not other people are expanding, I, I mean, they may be, but definitely not to the scale that we are. Okay, interesting. So you mentioned that you see your location as international, not necessarily at a desk in Taipei. And I'm curious, why is that? Does that have to do with the new factory? 
Well, yes, it has to do with the new factory, but I think it also has to do with um, corporate culture and how I came to be in the position that I am now. So I, I personally am a firm believer of, you know, starting from the ground up. I, I started in Harmony over 15 years ago on the assembly line, you know, during the night shift. It wasn't a two-year training program. This is a this this is it wasn't like a two-month training program. It was a three-year, you know, on the assembly line working as an operator. Um, and I worked my way up. This is required of all upper management. So this is our company culture. We this is and this is why also I feel like I'm based internationally because wherever the factories are, I need to be there on call at any time that they need me. So why then is it important for, I understand you say the culture of the company, but why is it important for the vice president of Harmony to be in Thailand as that factory launches? Is there something about the setup? Are you planning to work on the line? What is it exactly that, that, that requires you to be on the ground at the location as it launches? Well, I think... This is a good question. Obviously, um, you're not in manufacturing, Tim. But, you know, it takes a lot of hardship, I guess, for lack of a better word, to get a factory running. You're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no Uber, you know, <laughs> there, there aren't even taxis. And you're sending your people to the middle of nowhere to get a factory started. Okay, that, that's, that's one way of it. So you need to be there with them. I think that that says a lot for one thing. Second, you know, on the other side of the coin, you've got a sales team that needs to be selling this the products that are coming out of this new factory plant. They need to convince the customer, right? No one wants to be a guinea pig. No one wants to, it, the customer doesn't want to be a guinea pig. The salesperson definitely doesn't want to be a guinea pig because it's, it's their word on the line. So me being there, physically being there, says something about the kind of accountability that I'm willing to take for this new factory. That says a lot. The action of being in that place at that time, in the middle of the night, on the assembly line, if something happens, that says a lot. And I want to be accountable like that. That's a great point, Chang. I, I agree. And I think it, it speaks to your level of commitment to the, to the, to the company. On, on the sort of pulling away from manufacturing, if we look at engineering and product development, I'm curious to know, of course, I always think of, of Harmony as it relates to competitors in the market, but just in a general sense, as it relates to your view on the market and the customer needs, tell me about the product development, how you've developed it. I, know, I mean to say the process of, of development over time, but where do you see your product going with respect to new needs in the marketplace and I'm thinking here of listeners who are going to be specifically looking at future products, maybe 5G, maybe IoT, maybe automotive, maybe medical, et cetera, or higher density, smaller packages, things like that. As it relates to product development, how do you manage that? How does Harmony um, move through that process? I would say we have a very realistic view of research and development. It's one thing to go and say, hey, I have the smallest product. I have the product with, you know, the best tolerance, et cetera. But, you know, you're forgetting that we're a passive component. Our specifications are not dictated by us. They're dictated by 
you know, the integrated circuit or the CPU. So our um, R&D roadmap basically is following what is told to us to be developed. We can't, it, it's, it's irresponsible to come out with other specifications and it's, it's irrelevant because it's, it won't be needed. We are a passive component. So that's kind of how we manage our um, R&D in terms of product. Um, but, you know, we do a lot of development in other areas as well, not just based on product. And I think that's equally as important. So, you know, development in terms of operations and service and um, quality certification. So if we're going to go into automotive, if we're going to go into um, medical, there's a whole entire quality structure that needs to be established corporate-wide, not just in the product. The product for us, if you really want to say, it's easy, right? It's The packages are quite standardized in the industry. Nobody wants a different package. Nobody, everyone wants pin-to-pin. -pin. Everyone wants um, high substitution. What they really want is, you know, a product that is going to serve the application and the purpose that they need it for. Okay, great. So for the people who are listening now and maybe looking at drawing boards as engineers, what is the message that you would most want them to hear as it relates to either the process you just uh, described, meaning to say the culture of the company as it relates to the quality process and, and, um, and structure of, of your quality procedures, or the development cycle for the newest, latest product, or for the market that you might be focusing on on heading into? What is it that you want the engineers out there looking to design a product, possibly your product, into theirs? What is it you'd like them to know? I like them to know, well, what they expect is we have a product that meets their needs, right? But a lot of people can meet their needs. What I want them to know is I control their needs from the very, very beginning, from design, while they're designing their circuit board. So, you know, we, we get involved with a customer um, at, at the level of design. We take their circuit boards, you know, we do circuit testing, we get it back and we do the same test for them over and over again until they think it's perfect. That, that's something that not everyone offers. Um, that's a service that we provide that goes beyond the final product that you are buying. The product is easy, but we wanna make sure it works in your product. Great. So the, the products that uh, these people are designing and using your products for, is there anything in particular that uh, a, a new entry sort of into, you mentioned automotive, you mentioned medical, you mentioned some of these areas. Is there something in the future that you're looking at getting into that maybe is a stretch for Harmony? Is, or is Harmony reaching in some areas? Is there anything new on the horizon that maybe... Um, some of the people that, that are hearing you today might be interested in knowing? Um, well, this, this gets sort of technical, but definitely um, with technology advancing and data transfer going faster and faster, traditional crystal manufacturing can no longer serve the specification that is required for the market. Um, and this calls for 
new processes, for example, optolithography. So that that's something that we definitely are um, developing. Optolithography is a new way of making crystal blanks that a lot of traditional manufacturers or, you know, um, traditional brands currently do not have. And only a factory with real R&D capabilities are able of doing that. There are a few, I wouldn't say more than, you know, five, five that can actually manufacture crystals, fundamental high frequency crystals using optolithography. So what does that, I'm not familiar with that, I have to say, and I'm curious to know, does that improve package size? Can you get smaller blanks then into smaller packages? Does it improve efficiency of manufacturing? Does it improve quality? Does it improve throughput? I'm just curious, what is the, what does that process lend you that wasn't there previously? Um, it improves, well, basically it improves our capability of making um, crystal products that are miniaturized and at high fundamental frequency, which is what, you know, 5G requires. Um, basically, we're making crystal blanks on a wafer before we're cutting the crystal blanks and then, you know, etching them one by one or in lots. It's a completely new process. The, the, this process, optolithography, is much closer to the, you know, the real semiconductor process now that TSMC is using. Interesting. Okay. I, I'm not familiar with the process. Uh, so uh, one other question about the markets and the customers that Harmony is looking to reach. Um, so I understand the new process. That's something new that's interesting. But what about markets? Is there a market out there that we may underappreciate or one that you are more focused on than, than we might expect? Um, well, definitely now automotive is a focus for everybody. Um, and we've invested in that segment for quite a few years now. Um, and sales definitely have been rapidly increasing in that area. But, you know, basically for us, for a manufacturer, if you haven't invested in automotive at least five years ago, investing now is not really going to get you anywhere. Yeah, agreed. And that amount of data transfer involved in automotive, I expect is going to sort of merge into the areas of data transfer communications, et cetera. Um, so Ching, as it relates to markets outside of the large automotive or large medical or large communications, there is a market out there of smaller, newer, agile, nimble customers who might be looking for your product and may not have an access point to get it. And I'm curious to understand your view on the market as it relates to the smaller, sometimes I call them grassroots or seeding the market, the small people out there who may be listening, maybe wanting your product, but they're not in the category of an Apple or someone much larger. I'm just curious to know, is there anything that you offer these companies, smaller, nimble, looking for growth that they may not feel they have access to with your product? Well, I definitely want these people to know that they do have access to our product. We don't, you know, we get asked all the time, tell us a success story, tell us some of your biggest customers. And I always go back and I like to say, well, you know, what does that mean? Are you talking about revenue? Yeah, the, we've been around for 45 years. There's lots of success stories if you want to talk about the customer that brings you in the biggest revenue. But that doesn't mean much in terms of Harmony wanting to survive and endure in the long term we like 
the small customer that is maybe making a new product or、um, entering a new application that no one has ever heard of and needs support, you know, with circuit testing because they don't know how a crystal should work on their product. We want to help them with that because, you know, helping them with that, honestly, we get to learn in the meantime as well. And、um, growing with a new segment. Is important. When we started with GSM, you know, in, in mobile phone, phones, there were lots of companies that no one has ever heard of. They're some of the biggest players in mobile phones now. And, you know, we have a great relationship. I love that story. I think to me, that is success. That is success. Being there from the very beginning and then. You know, celebrating in the end when everyone makes it big. That, that's great for our customers and that's great for us. That's great. Well, I appreciate you joining. It sounds like everything is going well on the manufacturing front. I'd like to invite any customers who are interested in getting in touch with you on smaller products or larger products.、Uh, the door is open, it sounds like. So, Ching, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your staying up late and we look forward to talking to you again. All right. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for tuning into Great Designs, our low pressure, content rich environment where we cover topics related to superior designs and electronics. Our content is posted here once a month, and we hope to catch you on our next episode. Did you know a podcast episode like this can provide literally dozens of marketing content assets for your business? It's brought to you by Content Monsta, your go to for engaging marketing content like this podcast or remote video production. It's not just a podcast, it's your marketing powerhouse. Visit contentmonsta.com to learn more. That's contentmonsta.com.